Well, Happy New Year. You believe it's 2014. I remember when Y2K, they were talking about that. My computer was going to crash, and everybody got buckets of oil and gas, and they put it in their basement, and they still have buckets of oil and gas in their basement. 2013 is now just history. And I bet that some people, maybe even some of you, you have made the dreaded New Year's resolution. You know that thing that just kind of haunts us. It's the thing you're supposed to do, the thing you don't want to do. You want to quit this or take up that or start doing this or change the other thing. This time of year, many people will begin to donate to their local fitness centers. I, I, I guess, I, I guess they, they feel bad of using their electricity and things like that, so they just give them the money and, and not go. And they make it so cheap. It's, a, it's an amazing marketing ploy. Just $10 a month. And then you don't, have to, you don't feel bad about just $10 a month. Some people want to change things in their lives. And they start off with the best of intentions. They're on fire. They're very zealous. I am going to do it this year. It's going to happen. For some, we kind of think about the year that's just passed, and we kind of review it and, and, and think it over, and we come to a realization that, yeah, you know what? We, we, we should. I should have been doing that thing. I need really to do this. Maybe I do need to give, to give up that. Because there are things that we should be doing just in everyday life. And there are things that we, sh- we need to stop doing just, just in everyday life. That's just the reality of it. And we kind of ebb and flow through doing them or, or not doing them. And, and, and we, want, we want to change sometimes like our posture, the way we live, the way we go about living. And, and, it's, and it's good change. And I believe it's good to want to change. I don't think anybody in here can say that they have finally arrived. They are perfect. There's nothing new that can take place here. There's nothing better. I am the package deal. And if you, if you can honestly say that about yourself, you have deeper issues than anybody here can help. But it's okay, it's, it's good to want to change. And so we get involved in things like diet and exercise and, and more time with the family or maybe less time with the family, who knows. And you want to be, be a better husband and a better wife, a better child. You want less TV, more conversation, more reading. Maybe some of you will even start reading the Bible this year. I, I mean, I don't know, I'm just kind of throwing it out there. It is a New Year's resolution time. But this change, this change is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not bad to want something better. We have a responsibility to be disciplined in certain areas of our lives. And with that discipline comes, comes change, and, and, and change for, for the better. But wherever you are on the New Year's resolution spectrum, it would seem that this time of year, the beginning of the year, even the marketing, uh, the TV commercials, this time of year, the mantra is out with the old and in with the new. Out with the old, in with the new. Make a clean start. Make a, a better start. The New Year's resolution, unless you're one of those cliche people who who kind of go about and say, you know, my resolution this year is I am not going to have any New Year's resolutions this year. Which, just so you know, it's a New Year's resolution. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. That's free. 
And so we hear about change and change and change, and we talk about change all the time, and we're a culture of change. And we change very rapidly in our culture. My iPhone broke the top button. It doesn't shut my iPhone off anymore, which saddens me so. And so I took it to the AT&T, and they said, well, you're just out of warranty by a month. But if you take it over to this place, they'll, they'll fix it for you. He said, but... You can get the iPhone 5S. We'll buy this one from me for 220 bucks. You get the iPhone 5S, and you, it'll be almost for free. But I have to tell you that the iPhone 6 will probably be out in May or June next year. So rumors have it. And I'm like, okay, just never mind. I'll pay the 40 bucks and have the guy at the mall fix it. And so we're just used to all of this change. Change is desired. And, and not, just, not just in our surroundings, not in just the things that we have, but, but personal change. Go to any bookstore and see the biggest section in a bookstore is the self-help section. And it's going to tell you how to be a better person. And it's going to tell you how to, how to fix everything that's possibly wrong in your life. And you will just be, you'll write your own self-help book and then you'll make millions of dollars too. And so we're a changing culture. Now I will say this again. Some of you need to change. Some of you, there, should, there are some shoulds you should be doing. There are some should nots that you should not be doing. I'm in the same boat. We all have things in our lives that, that we need to, to change. And so I want to encourage you, stop complaining, stop hesitating, get off your butt, two T's, and just do it. But I will say this, be careful. Don't take on too much. Because you're setting yourself up for failure. Little steps, baby steps. Build on little successes and then run with it. I visited, I snuck out and I visited a church last week on my vacation. Tried to go incognito. I got found out. But they were talking about spiritual change and coming in the new year. And many people, many people have this desire to change their uh, to walk deeper with Christ, to, make, to, to, to engage disciplines in their own spiritual life that will bring them closer to Christ. I didn't agree with a lot of what they said, but, but I got it. I understood this, this idea of, of wanting something more in the area of our spirituality, in our faith. And it would seem that the beginning of the year, it's, since it's the beginning of the year, is the most logical place to start to change or to begin something new. But I want to look at a verse in Revelation. And this is what it says. He who was see- seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. That's Revelations chapter 20, Revelation chapter 21. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. These words come at the end of the Bible. This is kind of end time stuff. They're in reference to when heaven will crash into earth and God will be here among his people. And oh, that's, art. that's just aggravating me. I have issues. Give me a minute. I'm working on it. Okay. Where was I? Heaven will crash into earth, and God will be with his people, and he is going to make everything new. In that chapter, it talks about that there will be no more pain. There will be no more mourning. There will be no more tears. There will be no more death. 
that the old order of things will be gone and something new is going to be in its place. Something amazing, something that we can't even begin to understand at this point in our lives. But I trust those words. I put my hope in those words. God said, I am making everything new. The old order will be gone and something new will have arrived. But you do not have to wait for end times to experience the new. You do not have to wait until you're dead to embrace something that's new. I believe that God, through Jesus Christ, is continually making everything new. Today, here, now. It has nothing to do with turning the page on a calendar. It has everything to do with the word of God. We're going to work backwards through... a. I got it. (laughs) Happy New Year! (laughs) I'm all lost. Where am I? We're gonna. We're gonna. You're testing me, Lord. We are gonna work backwards through a letter in the Bible, 2 Corinthians. We're going to start kind of in, we're going to grab a verse out of chapter 5, we're going to grab a verse out of chapter 4, we're going to grab a verse out of chapter 3. And it talks about, it talks about the new. It talks about you, Christian. Let's go, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Therefore, if anyone, anyone is a very inclusive word. It kind of means everybody. If anyone is in Christ, the invitation is for all people. It doesn't matter where you've been, it doesn't matter your past, it doesn't matter the things that you've did, things that you've done. It doesn't matter even what you're doing now. It doesn't matter what you've believed in the past. It doesn't even matter what you're believing now. If you've made the decision, if you've you've made the decision to be in Christ, something new has happened to you. If you've allowed yourself, the Holy Spirit, to enter into your hearts, to to break down that darkness, to build up the things of God in you. If you allow the light of Christ to come into your soul and shine into those dark places, then you are in Christ. And get this, when you are in Christ, the new creation has come. You have already been made new. You are a new creation. Check it out. Now I'm good. Verse 18. <laughs> I'm glad we're kind of a relaxed group here, huh? <laughs> Verse 18. I can't. I got nervous energy. 
verse 18, after this, it says that this is God's deal. This is all from God. This newness is from God. It's the work of the Lord. It's his activity. It's not ours. Unlike our New Year's resolution where we try to make something happen, to make something better, we can't do this. Go back to the other one. Ah, We can't do this newness. It's the work of the Lord in us by the power of his Holy Spirit. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. You are a new creation. And this is certainty. This is not some wishy-washy, maybe sentiment. This is not a possibility. This is truth. This is the old being gone and the new coming for those who are in Christ. It's, it's like New Year's Day every day, which I guess would be Groundhog's Day, and that's a really funny movie, but it's not like that. The new has come. The old is gone. And I do believe Paul is using himself as an example as he writes this. He has experienced the inner transformation of the Holy Spirit and how it is affecting his life on the outside. He's no longer, he no longer is concerned with his rise to the top in the, in the Pharisee movement. He's no longer self-centered. His, his philosophy of life now is, is the love of Christ poured out to other people. That's what he's focusing on. And it's this inner transformation of being in Christ that allows him to live that way. The light that was spoken of in Genesis, Genesis 1, when God said, let there be light, that very light has now invaded Paul's heart, invaded Paul's soul, and that is what has made him a new creation it's nothing that he did. It's nothing that he mustered up. It's nothing that he changed. He didn't read a book. In fact, he, he wrote most of the book. It's the Lord's work in him that has changed him. And this newness of his interior has, has transformed the way he lives his life. Now, let's be clear what this text says and what it doesn't say. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, it says, if anyone is in Christ. What it doesn't say is, therefore, if anyone is in a Bible study, what it doesn't say is, if anyone is in a small group, or if anyone is in a conference, or if anyone is in church, then the new creation has come and, and, and the, the old is gone. This tells us that it's in Christ. And we've talked about this over and over again here. So I don't, I, I don't want to spend time on that idea. Okay, according to my notes, we're going to spend a little time on that idea. <laughs> I, I'll say this. <laughs> if you are not living the external changes that you would like to see in your life, it's not a behavior problem. It's not an external problem. I mean, yes, maybe you need to close the refrigerator and put the cookies back, okay? But, but we're not talking about that. In the areas of engaging the things of the Lord, it's an interior problem. Maybe you tried all the Bible studies and you go to the Bible studies and you go into church and you're in the small group and you're trying to pray, but prayer kinda, seems kind of lame to you a little bit and you have no idea what the Bible's actually saying when, when, uh, when you're reading it and, and all that stuff just doesn't seem to work. Well, the scriptures tell us it's in Christ. 
is where our newness comes from. And all those things are important. Being in a study, accountability with brothers and sisters, coming to church and engaging in the community, those are all very important things. But it's not the number one thing. In Christ is the number one thing. That's where our newness comes from. That's where the interior change comes from. In Christ, surrendering our lives over to him, surrendering our heart over to him, allowing him to take control. We don't like to give up control. I like to be in control. But what do you do with the God that can seem to be out of control? You surrender to him, and he will bring newness. He will bring the new, and the old will go. Just as The old year is gone and the new year is here. You have been made fresh. You have been given, you have been given clothes, a white robe. You've been made clean. In Christ means that our interior life has died to godless, self-centered living. You've been made new. Man, that's, that's good news. And it's done in spite of you. Because of Christ. Now, I wish I could tell you that all of this newness, all of this fresh stuff, fixes everything. That now you come to Jesus and it's all just, it's all just kind of high fives and fist bumps with the explosion at the end. And, and you walk around and, and everywhere you look you see rainbows. And when the sun shines on you, there's actual glitter in it. And it sprinkles down upon you, but it doesn't get in your eyes and it doesn't hurt. I wish that I could tell you that all of the problems that you will ever have will never be because, because you are now in Christ. Now, yes, we'll experience victory in the Lord, amazing victories in the Lord. We will experience that. But there are other times in our lives when life just just sucker punches you out of nowhere, takes the wind right out of your sail, and you just fall to the ground. And that can come in something that's physical, emotionally. It can come in, in relationships. It can come spiritually. It can come financially. Things still kind of go wrong, even if you're walking in Christ and you've been made new. Look what Paul will say about that. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Even with the new, we're going to have some issues in life. Outwardly, we are wasting away. And for you younger folks, one day you will understand what that means. I have this, this brace on my arm because I got this thing going on with the muscle that's pulling the tendons, that's giving me micro tears. And then, so now I have to take anti-inflammatories to try to help the, the inflammatory go away. And, and, um, and if that doesn't work, then I have to go for a ultrasound-guided injection of cortisone so they can get it right in the correct ligament. 
joy. I'm, I'm really praying this works. And then if that doesn't work down the road, they make this surgical procedure where they go in and they cut stuff out and then, ta-da, you're fixed. Wasting away. Sometimes my aches and pains have aches and pains in the morning. We blame the mattress. Probably not. The hair on my head is relocating into my ears. I don't know why <laughs> God would see fit to do that. Wasting away. And no, that's not TMI. Just look to any guy to your right or left. <laughs> New Year's Eve. You know, you, know you, could, you can stay home and stay up late. But when you're out, New Year's Eve we were out. And we got home like at, I don't know, probably 1 o'clock. I had to sleep till 11 the next morning. Just so I can get up and make it to the couch and take a nap. <laughs> I don't think anyone could argue that. This thing we got going on here is wasting away. And Paul, Paul talks about even, it's not just in the physical. It's not just our bodies that take the hits. Earlier in this chapter, he talks about being persecuted. But yet he says we're not abandoned. He said struck down. Have you ever felt struck down in life? But yet you're not destroyed. Hard pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed. Now, I know some of the new parents, they're probably feeling a little perplexed, but not in despair. You see, just because we're new in Christ doesn't mean that life is just all grins and giggles, but there remains this, this inner newness to us. And yes, the outside is wear and tear and it's wasting away and life comes at us, but inside we are being renewed day by day. Those in Christ have been made new and we are being renewed day by day. Renewed. Do you, he's making the new New again every single day. It's like New Year's Day every day. It's for today. You have victory today. You have victory for today. And then we know that we have ultimate victory when Christ will return. And this is where I choose to put my hope in that assurance. Now, please hear me. Paul, I don't believe, and I would never minimize anybody's pain and brokenness or suffering. Some of you have gone through very terrible things, horrific things. Some of you might even be going through some very, very hard things. But the suffering we are experiencing now, the suffering we experience in this present age is temporary. It is temporary. It will not last forever. And what Revelation spoke about, when God comes and he makes everything new, that is eternal. And that will be forever. This is only a moment in time. Brokenness, pain, sin does not overturn God's plans or purposes. His plan of salvation, his plan of redemption, his plans of, of sanctification will not be slowed down and they will not be put on hold. In fact, and, and I, this is one of the toughest scriptures I think that's in the Bible, that even evil works for his good. And it might be an end times good. And it's a good that we just, we just don't understand. 
We can't fathom how, how bad or, or brokenness or evil can work for God's good. But it's in the word of God. And I'm going to trust it and I'm going to put my hope in it. Because God is trustworthy. And he, he has not, he will never leave us and or forsake us. God's plans will not be thwarted, will not be slowed. And so we fix our eyes on what is unseen and not just the things that we, we can see. See, this is talking about our, our focus. What are the things that we're really focusing on? We've been made new Christians. And every day we don't lose heart because we are being renewed. promise to us. And all of this, all of this doesn't hold us prisoner. The brokenness and the sin in the world doesn't hold us prisoner. These things, this stuff doesn't define us. The slate on your door in your office doesn't define you. Those derogatory things that somebody might have said to you, that doesn't define who you are. You are not held prisoner. You are not defined by those things. You do not have to find your value here. Your value is in the newness that you have become because you are in Christ. Period. You are been, you've been made new and you're being renewed day by day. Galatians 5.1 says, it's for freedom that Christ has set you free. I would say that it's for freedom that you have been made new. I would say that it's for freedom that Christ is renewing you day by day. And all of this temporary stuff, 2013 was temporary because now we're in 2014. And in 360 days, 2014 will be gone and we will be in 2015. This is all temporary things. But God is eternal and his children who walk in Christ will live eternally with him. All of this will one day be gone. But we will live with Christ and he will be our God and we will be his people. And in this truth, I will tell you this, that you do not have to just try to survive this present age because we have a hope that goes beyond what is what is imaginable we can thrive here for the glory of his kingdom amen 2 Corinthians 3:18 and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is spirit. Unveiled faces. Israel was accused of having a veil over their face because of the hardness of their hearts. But through the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, our hearts have been changed. They've been softened. 
they've been penetrated by the Spirit of God. And over and over again, we see in the Scriptures that it's not just about this, this behavior, this external thing. It's always about the interior. It's always about God wanting to change us on the inside. And then if we allow ourselves to be changed on the inside, then the outside just follows suit and things begin to change for us. The veil has been lifted and we can see the glory of the Lord, and we're able to rest in it. We're able to experience it. We're able to, to contemplate it. And we see it not with, with our human eyes, which are wasting away. Monday, eye appointment, can't see out of my glasses anymore. But we see it with our very soul and our heart, which is being renewed day by day by day. It's the light of the glory of the Lord that shines within us. And my prayer is that we would allow that light to shine, shine out of us into the hearts of others. And the torch, the torch of that light, the torch of the glory of the Lord is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's because of that glory, it's because of that light that we are being transformed. We've been made new, we're being renewed, and we're being transformed. We're being transformed it's, you're not being changed into a better you. You're not being changed into a better person or a better employee. You're being transformed into the likeness of the resurrected and glorified Christ. That's your transformation. That's who you are. You've been made new. You're being renewed. And you're being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ himself. That's who you are. That's your identity. That's where your value lies. My prayer this year for all of us is that those who are in Christ would begin to live and to walk in that truth. That you would understand who you are that you have been made new by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that every day, if you will surrender yourself, which is, surrender is easy. If you will surrender yourself, you will be renewed every single day. And in that newness, and in that renewal, you will be transformed into the likeness of Christ. My prayer is that brokenness and pain will no longer imprison you. Because it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. My prayer is that you will no longer be defined by what anyone has ever said about you. But you will get your definition because you are a child of the King. Forgiven, reconciled. I pray that you will understand that you are being transformed into his likeness. My prayer this year for, for, for those of you who may, maybe you're, you're here and you're just kind of kicking the tires on this Jesus thing. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit would finally get a hold of you and lead you into this, this newness of life. That you would walk in it, walk in freedom. 
and that you would understand what it means to be renewed day by day. As I did on Christmas Eve, I want to speak a blessing over you all this morning. I want to speak over you the year of the Lord's favor. And this has nothing to do with what you can see. This has nothing to do with what can be purchased or what could be owned. This has nothing to do with your house or your car or your job or your bank account or your savings account or the raise you should have gotten but you didn't get. It has nothing to do with any of that. The year of the Lord's favor that you would be made new, that you would be renewed day by day, that you would be transformed into his image that you would accept that truth for your life. I believe with all my heart that is the year of the Lord's favor. That is the Lord's favor. Which means you can walk in dirt poverty and have the favor of the Lord upon you. You can walk as a millionaire, but please tithe to our church. And I pray that in this new year, every day, you will allow yourself to be transformed into the image of the resurrected and glorified Christ. God, we want to thank you for this new year. But we know, Lord, that we walk in the newness of the Spirit every day. Lord, I pray that we would understand our identity, who we already are. And for those, Lord, who have yet to made that, that, that open themselves up to, to walking with you, Lord. I pray that you would continue to woo them and love them and that they would come to that place of knowing you and walking in you. Lord, as we move forward as a church, I pray that the light of Christ would just explode out of these doors and out of the hearts of the people that are here. And that the the interior transformation you're doing in all of us would be lived out day by day in a world that so needs the light of Christ. We love you, God. We love that you sent Jesus. Thank you. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. I love you guys. I will see you next week. I believe we will start a series on the book of 1 John. Good luck with that.